This is the show with Cannon Brown. Well, I'll tell you one thing I love about the uh, about the FFA and the, and the kids that are involved is there's a difference in their work ethic. There's a difference in the respect that they show others. Um, so for me, I really, really enjoy you know anything involving 4-H or FFA. I, I love being around those kids. They have a lot of fun. They're man, you know, they're just great human beings. And um, so, yeah, anytime there's anything involving the FFA, I'm just like, count me in. Because I put on a very family-friendly, mama-approved show. (laughs) But at the same time, we have a ton of fun. And, um, you know, it's just always an honor when I get to play anything for the FFA. And and those shows – are always a blast. Yeah. And um, I'm always just incredibly impressed with the uh, young men and women of the FFA. That last few minutes might have been a little confusing. You'd like to know who I was talking to, wouldn't you? What is going on, everybody? You are tuned into the show with Cannon Brown, and I'm Cannon Brown, and you're tuned into the show. I've got a fantastic guest for you today. And don't think I'm lying to you because of the title, okay? This isn't clickbait here. I've got the... Aaron Watson, the guy who writes all of his songs, the guy that starts his stuff from the top to the bottom, publishes his own stuff, uh, no record deal involved. This man is the real deal. I could not believe I got him on, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I wanted them on because I saw that he was putting on Zoom and, and Facebook Live concerts for 4-H and FFA programs around the country during this time. He helps out a bunch uh, with FFA doing state conventions and stuff like that. So I wanted to pick his brain. I wanted to pick his brain about his lifestyle like I always do with everybody else. But I also wanted to kind of talk about how FFA has uh, been involved in his career and, and how he's shown support for that organization. And I think it's I think it's incredible that he's out there uh, showing us support, even though I don't think he was in 4-H or FFA. Um, but he still knows the importance of it today and, and gosh, that's, that's just incredible. So I hope you guys enjoy, um, Aaron fricking Watson on the podcast, on the show, uh, check out, um, the keeper pen podcast with Maddie, uh, Caldwell and Jenna Wheeler, check out legendary mindset with Jake P Richardson, uh, check out cattle pros with Jake Scott. They're all a part of the Barra media network. Uh, and my podcast too. We're killing it, guys. We're putting out a lot of content for you every single day. Check out all those. All four of these podcasts are all for uh, agriculture and livestock related. So you can get your fix anywhere you want. Okay, check all that stuff out. I'm done talking. I know I talk too much. Let's do it, Mr. Aaron Watson. You're safer here than any place else. Now just lock yourself in and keep quiet. All right, Aaron, I uh, I know we have some time constraints, so I figured we'd just jump into it. What do you think? That sounds great, brother. All right, so, um, dude, I saw that you did a um, a Facebook Live for Arizona FFA. And yeah. I usually, I, I mean, you're, I, contrary to popular belief to my listeners, you're the first musician that I've ever had on. This is a podcast usually for uh, agriculture industry leaders. 
I kind of get their mm-hmm. story, have them share their story to people around the country to kind of motivate yeah. people and stuff like that. You're the first musician, and, and and I saw that Facebook Live with Arizona FFA, and I just loved it. Oh, thanks, man. That was a lot of fun. That was, uh, you know, that was that was a real treat for me. Um, you know, being that we're all kind of stuck at home to to have you know, those kids, to be able to interact with all those kids. And, and it was really cool to have kids from, uh, you know, all over the U.S. came in on that little oh, Facebook yeah. Live concert. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it, and I watched uh, I kind of ran it back and watched it again, and I just love how you come into it because you're just so genuine. You're like, yeah, I was painting in the house. I got paint on my hands. The boys are out back fishing. Let's play some songs. Let's take some yeah. requests. I just loved it. Yeah, I was, things were, we, we had been painting, and I was like, man, you know what, I think I can record this out in the bus, so I got everything re- set up out in the, the bus, which was parked outside the house, and, you know, we live out in the country, so the cell phone service is not great, and then all of a sudden, you know, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, I didn't have a good connection on the Wi-Fi, so, I mean, it was just, you know, we were just having fun with it, and, and, uh, I guess sometimes that's the best thing, you know, when you're just kind of being real and just winging it. Yeah, I like that. I mean, there's no script to it. You're just like, let's let's uh, take some requests. You're like, first request was like uh, July and Cheyenne or something like that, and you're just yeah, like, okay, yeah. guy, I can't play that first. I mean, yeah, come yeah, on. yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah. We got to start it off with something a little lighter here. We can get a little into that lighter. Here. <laughs> yep. Let's uh let's have an appetizer before we get straight to the the meat and potatoes. I'm in uh I'm in that generation that never I I never saw Lane Frost ride bulls or anything like that or I never really was really into bull riding. I was into showing livestock. I wasn't really into rodeo. Yeah. But every yeah. time July and Cheyenne comes on, that's one that my generation we've never seen Lane Frost ride or anything like that, and it'll bring a tear to our eye. That that yeah you, oh, yeah, you know it, it's it's one of those. You know, I remember Lane, uh, but, you know, I never got to see him ride. And I remember when he died. And, um, you know, it, it's just it's just one of those things, you know, just such a, 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 such a tragedy, you know. But I, I really admire the way his family has used their heartache to bring hope to others. Yeah. And, uh, you know, his mom, you know, they have these, these Bibles, these cowboy Bibles, um, you know, that they, they got lanes on the cover of it. And it's just, it's a way that she's, she's using, uh, his life as a way to, uh, you know, spread the gospel. And, um, Gosh, I mean, that Frost family is just amazing. Yeah. So it was, it was a uh, real treat for me to write that song, and it was actually, uh, that was the first song that I wrote after uh, my wife and I lost our little girl Julia Grace. We lost a little girl shortly after she was born, and um, you know, I, I held that little girl in in my arms as she slipped away, and I'm telling, it it rocked my world pretty good. And I struggled with a lot of things for a, for a good while. I mean, I I still struggle with some of those things. Um, but it was Lane's mom, her sharing her testimony, um, that 
got me refocused on the bigger picture. And she basically just said that, you know, Lane was a world champion bull rider, but that wasn't his greatest achievement. She said Lane's greatest achievement in his life came a year before he died when he asked Jesus to be his Lord and Savior. And, you know, I needed to hear that. I needed to remember that there's there's something bigger out there than this world that we're living in right now. And, um, and just hearing her... Her words just really just got me back on track. So I wanted to write her a song. Um, I wanted to write her a song to uh, just say thank you. And I never planned on singing it for anyone. And then later that year, I got asked to play the uh, uh, something for the San Antonio uh, Rodeo. And um, they asked me afterwards if I would sing some songs. Uh, for their cowboy church service the next Sunday, and um, Trevor Brazil uh, was given the was actually given the sermon. So, kind of last second, I decided to sing July and Cheyenne, and we decided to put on a record after that. So, yeah, that's a that's one we usually wait. You know, we get we get about three quarters of the way into the set before we play that one. That's a dude. That's a crazy story, man. I, but those Thanks, are the kind of stories that you get like. Uh, and I, I try to do my homework as much as I could before this interview. I watched a bunch of your interviews before this and, yeah. and it's, and it's really important to you. I, what I found in studying is that you write your own music. You, you, you kind of have this as a family business. I mean, you, you said it yourself, you're fully invested in this deal from top to bottom. So oh, yeah. you get those kind of stories when, when I pick, I mean, I can probably pick out any one of the songs that you have. I mean, your new album, red bandana, you, 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 you did 20 songs for your 20 years. I mean, there's yeah. any one of those songs that probably has one of those stories like that. You know, it, you know, every song has a story and that's, you know, I've, I've taken my, my career path is different than most, you know, I'm definitely not a mainstream artist. I know we've had some mainstream success on radio and, um, you know, we've had number one records, top 10 singles. Uh, but we've always stayed independent. And I, I never signed a record deal because for me, compromising my music or my image for fame wasn't something that I was willing to, to do. It wasn't some, I wasn't willing to make that sacrifice. And um, I just can't imagine having to get up there and sing someone else's song. I mean, I, it's, I'm not a karaoke singer. Yeah, and and I know a lot of guys do, and they don't have a problem with it. Um, but for me, uh, songwriting is my passion. I mean, that's my thing. Like it, that's what I love the most. So I don't know. It's it just I don't get a lot out of you know awards and stuff like that. I guess where I get my 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 award is when I see my songs impacting people's lives. Definitely. What what made you kind of make that sacrifice? Because I mean, most people think like you join a label that that kind of the label kind of pushes you up, props you up and stuff like that. But if you don't sign yeah. one, you kind of got to do it yourself. What like what put you in that mindset? Was it a mentor that you had? Was it somebody that you were looking up to that kind of pointed you in that direction? Or was it just kind of of, of your own thought? Well, I think in the beginning, of course, you know, I didn't know any better. I mean, everybody, you know, we all, everyone loves George Strait, and George Strait's on a label, 
and you know I had every record label you know tell me that I wasn't good enough or that I don't have what it takes mm. and at some point you either give up or you uh, you you uh, plow your own path and uh, you know I was really just so blessed to be a part of this Texas music scene where there were these independent artists out there doing it their way and you know and those those roads were paved by you know Willie and Waylon and a lot of those legends like that you know even Bob Wills you can go back as far as you want to go back but I don't know I just love the freedom of, of just doing what I want to do I mean it's it's you know if I if I had been on a major label there's no way they would have let me put 20 songs on a record <laughs> if I'd have been on a label there's there's so many things that I get to do that I probably wouldn't have the opportunity of doing it if, you know, we'd gone that route. And I mean, and, and for some people, that's a good route and it works out well for them. I mean, but for every Luke Bryan, there's probably a thousand guys who had so much talent that didn't make it. Agreed. Just because they were at the wrong place at the wrong time or they're just what, there's just not enough. There's, there's only so much room for, you know, you go to a store, there's only so much room for, for merchandise on a shelf. Yeah. You know, and when there's so many talented artists, you know, and that's where I was like, I can't depend on a record label. Uh, you know, I see myself as incredibly average talent-wise, but I think I work hard. So for me, I felt like depending on myself – was more dependable than some record label that really didn't care probably about my family or my kids, you know. So I've enjoyed doing it my way. I, I mean, it, you know, it, it's pretty cool. You know, we had an exhibit at the Country Music Hall of Fame uh, because we had the first independent album in the history of country music to chart number one. And it's just like, man... No one can take that from me or my family or my band or the fans that made that happen. So it's that's, just, you know, that's got to be incredible, dude. I mean, at the Country Music Hall of Fame, you're you're being yeah. kind of propped up because you did it yourself. I mean, that they're just saying like, hey, look at this, look at this guy. He's it was doing so it. cool, you know. And 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 you know, we didn't get any acknowledgement from you know any of the uh, country music associations, the award shows. But, you know, it didn't really bother me because that's not why we got into this in the first place. So, you know, I just, I kind of just do my own thing. And, um, you know, I, I've got my routine. I like getting up early in the morning and writing songs and drinking some coffee and, you know, you bet. Yeah, everybody, you get in that routine and you kind of like to stick to it. Yeah, and it's yeah. for sure. It's for sure. Music is for sure the family business. Yeah. Well, I, I, joke, like it. I jokingly say this, but it's pretty much true. I jokingly say that all the proceeds from my ticket sales, my album sales, merch sales, all the proceeds go straight into my wife's purse. <laughs> so. Well, I don't know how that goes yet, but I'll know uh, oh. soon in the future, I'm sure. Oh, buddy, let me tell you. <laughs> let 
Let me tell you, it's uh, real. Uh, I like it, dude. I really like it because you can put out your own content. And, and when I really realized, like, oh, gosh, this guy really has some freedom was actually on this newest album, Red Bandana, when I first heard, when it first came out, I downloaded it. I've been a fan for a while. I'm not trying to brown nose here, but... Oh, thanks, brother. Um, dude, you started out with a cowboy poem. The song doesn't even have a chorus. Like, yeah. I, like, I love that, dude. I, it reminded me of, like, uh, End of an Age, but, like, Wade Montgomery singing a song, like, just, yeah. just going by a tune. I loved that, dude. Well, you know, it was... Uh... It was kind of one of those things, you know, it's, it's not, I don't know if it's real common to act, after you've had two top 40 uh, songs on mainstream radio to come out with an album that kicks off with more of a cowboy poem, you know, and that's where I, I get to do what I want to do, you know, yeah. and, and I didn't want people, it was important for me to come out with more of a poem type song to let people know that, listen, I'm not a commercial artist, you know. I'm I'm more about the art than I am the commercial side of things, and um, you know, it, it's just been it's been fun. You know, some people get it, some people don't. But you gotta, man, you gotta, you gotta, you just in all things. You know, I, I tell a lot of kids this. I'm like, you've got to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody's gonna believe in you. I mean, you gotta. You gotta get out there and you gotta work hard and you gotta earn it and you know what if 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 at the end of the day you come up short you know if you gave it your best then you know you're gonna sleep good at night I mean that's how you know win or lose if as long as I give my best you know at least then I can sleep at night now if I lose even if I gave my best I don't like it but, it, but at least I'm not filled full of regret because I didn't give my best. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's, you know, that's kind of, we just kind of, we, we put it, we put it all out there and give 110%. You know, it's, it's a, I try to, uh, I try to apply to myself the same things I'm, I'm preaching to my kids, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I tried to, I tried to remind myself what I say to my boys and my little girl all the time, like, okay, well, you better, you know, practice what you preach. Yeah, they got to learn by example. Absolutely. Practice sure. what you preach. Now, uh, let's, I mean, that's a good segue into kind of growing up with your parents. It, did you just want to become a, a country music star to get out of the, uh, the city of Amarillo, Texas, to try to get out of West Texas, or what? Did you love that place, or what were you thinking? Oh, yeah, I love West Texas. I mean, I... I, you know, I, I think my first love was baseball. You know, baseball was being my dad's thing. It's still our thing. And, um, but I've always loved music, whether it's, you know, my dad's old vinyl records or, you know, singing at church. Um, and, you know, when honestly, when my baseball career didn't, plan, didn't pan out, you know, I got hurt in college. You know, it just gave me more time to focus on, on my music. And, um, you know, um, I'm still in West Texas. I'm about, I don't know, I'm about three hours and 45 minutes south of where I grew up, maybe four hours, yeah. depending on how fast you drive. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, I think there's that, uh, 
you know, kids, when they get to that age, they're ready to get out of their hometown. But I never went far. Yeah, I was I was kind of just messing with you. I went to uh, Texas Tech for a little bit. And I, I, yeah. I just wasn't a big fan of West Texas, dude. Well, well, you know, it's 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 an interesting, it's an interesting place. Lubbock, man, Lubbock is a hard, it's a hard town, man. I'm telling you, hard yeah, weather. Yeah. I mean, oh, you know, Amarillo will get the snow. Lubbock just gets sleet. Just and hard ice. rain, yeah, hard sleet, hard, and ice, cold yeah. sleet, ice. So I'm like. Yeah. You know, Amarillo's getting all this nice, fluffy snow, and then in Lubbock, oh man. Uh, but you know, we moved, we moved, you know, where we live. We live in Buffalo Gap, Texas, which is kind of, I think it's kind of the beginning of the hill country. You know, we've got hills, oak trees, pecan trees, and you know, a little bit of water. So you know, yeah, I kind of got out of. I, I'm not technically in that. You know the high plains panhandle part of Texas anymore, but uh, yeah, you know, my, you know, and my, and my mom and dad they don't even live there anymore. I moved them down. They just they live a few miles from me now. Oh, there you and, go. And uh, so it's kind of nice, but you know, I don't know. I think I think definitely though, there's some. I think you know, music for me was an outlet and a way out. I mean, I think. It was my way of being able to, you know, chase my dreams and and uh, and, and provide for myself, you know, a a, a, a life, you know, and, and a and a good raising for my kids. Yeah. So, so definitely, I, I definitely, I will tell you this: I do love the price of living in West Texas. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. Those prices are good. I mean, and you live in Texas. I mean, if you live in Texas, you're already kind of living pretty good. Yeah, it's a good place. I mean, it's you know, I've I've got some friends that live in California, and they've been to our house, and they were like, you know, they're like, man, we would have paid ten, twenty times as much as you paid for this house. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Then that's why I don't live in California. Exactly. Now, uh, you said you live in Buffalo Gap now. That's uh, kind of just outside of Abilene, right? Yes, sir. You And you've got a ranch out there? Yeah, we've got some land, and um, it's not it's not a working ranch. Oh, I mean, yeah. we've, got a, we've got a few horses. We do more than anything. We just, you know, I don't have time. Uh, I don't have too much time for that between uh, – my music and my kids, yeah. you know, but I get out there and I play on my tractor and I shred <laughs> some and grub some. And you got to play rancher. Even if it's not a working ranch, you got to play that. You got to play the part. You got to play the part. You got to sure. get on that, tr you know, you got to, you got to, you got to saddle up the horse now and then and, you know, take a, take the track tractor for a spin around the block now you and bet. then just to, you know, for that, for that little bit of authenticity. Yeah, just you got to take the tractor out, put the kids on the on the floorboard of the tractor so that they know how hard it was for kids before then. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know what? You, what you got to do is you gotta you gotta you gotta saddle up the horse and just long enough to take a selfie so you can post <laughs> yes, it on social yes. media for the fans. You know, for the fans. For the fans. You know, and, and then you get <laughs> off, and then you you know. Yeah. 
you know, it, that's yeah. funny. We got to get you. Uh, we got to get you a couple head of, of cattle when you retire. When it, I don't. It doesn't sound like you're retiring anytime soon. But we got to get you in touch with some people and get you some cattle over on your ranch. So, so oh, that yeah. way we can get you on a horse. And then in the background of your selfie on the horse with your kids, yeah. there's there like two is. head of cattle. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, they'll just think it's if people have been people will ask me like, oh, your ranch, you know, because I'll post pictures. It's a beautiful place. Oh, you know what? You know, what kind of I, I hate to tell them, well, it's a two horse ranch. You know, that's <laughs> a, yeah. But that, uh, I tell you, we make we make a lot of good memories out there fishing and hunting and you know, uh, driving the old Jeep around, and, uh, you know, I just love being outdoors. I, I love being outdoors. I, you know, I, I I enjoy all things outdoors. You know, I, I, I've got a little garden at, at the house. I love growing things. You know, it just, uh, and I tell you what, it just, I feel like it's, Something about the outdoors, it's, 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 it's church. It is. It really is. I mean, it's a form of church for sure. And it's, it's there even, uh, off of Sundays, like it's there oh, at it's, all times. <laughs> yeah. You wake up in the morning and you go outside and the smells, and the sound of the birds, watching the sunrise. Uh, you know, it's just like, it makes you real. It, 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 you feel closer to God when you're outdoors. Yeah. Because your your world, your world slows down. You you got more clarity. You know, it's like leave leave the phone at home and just focus on the beauty around you. I mean, I I I took the family down this last week to the Medina River in Bandera, and we were the only ones in this part of the river, and there was a rope swing. You know, I'm just. I'm sitting there. I'm out there in the water. The water's clear. It's cold. You know, I, I, I see fish swimming all around me, the shade of the trees. I It was just, you know, there's nothing like it, nothing like being outside. It's, uh, Dude, you're explaining it well. You're putting me in a trance right now. I think I need to meditate after this deal. That's right. That a boy. I need to go sit outside and, and breathe in the fresh air. But here's the deal. Like where I live, I live in a... I live in Tucson, Arizona right now because I'm going to U of A. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is a metropolitan. I don't have that clean air that you're smelling uh, where you're at probably. Yeah, you probably don't have the same air as, as uh, Buffalo Gap. <laughs> I don't think Texas. so. <laughs> I don't think yeah. So. so. So Yeah, so maybe you need some type of filtration system as you're <laughs> inhaling that. It's my mask that I have to wear. But yeah, I'm sure they got some really nice golf courses, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been staying busy on the golf courses during this quarantine, that's for sure. Oh, man, yeah, that's that. those are a great part of the country for amazing golf courses. Now, uh, golf is a good sport for a past baseball player. What Before you got hurt, were you thinking you were going pro, or what were you thinking? Because you played in college, didn't you? Yeah, I, 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 I played, uh, you know, left – People will say, what position did you play? And I say left out. But, uh, you know, I was a good ball player. I, I, I don't know, you know, about going pro. I think every boy has a dream. Um, but I definitely saw a difference in the caliber of players once I went to college. You know, there were guys that were, you know, I, I mean, no, I, I completely size. understand. Yeah, I dude, I went through the same stuff. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you know, it was – I was a great 
uh, great infielder, great utility guy, a good hitter. I was smart on the bases. You know, you could depend on me to make the play. Um, and, and But you've got these guys that even, you know, I may have been – I may have been better than some of these guys, but at the end of the day, when you see this guy and he's six foot four and he's, you know, 225 and he just has all this raw talent, you know, I get it. That's something that these, these, these coaches can work with and his potential is just so much greater than mine. And, and you know, every once in a while, a, uh, a little guy, you know, and I, I'm not little, I'm, I'm, pretty average in size, but, you know, you've got some of those guys that, that go a long way with, with, with talent, but a lot of heart. Yeah. But well, uh, I think you just yeah. came into it the wrong time because nineties, I mean, nineties, they were looking for like, that's when like Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Barry oh, Bonds, yeah. like they were looking for big guys. Nowadays you could have got in probably they're, they're yeah, they looking were, for small guys now. Yeah. I, you know, now, now there's, there's a need out there for some of the smaller guys. So, yeah. but you know, it, it, it's I love baseball. I love playing with my boys. Um, it, it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's a very special game to me. Now, uh, one more question before I let you go here. Um, we started off the conversation talking about that quarantine concert that you did for Arizona FFA. Now, I know yeah. I know you do a bunch of uh, concerts for. Uh, FFA organizations, state conventions, stuff like that. How how different are those events uh, compared to your other concerts? Well, I'll tell you one thing I love about the uh, about the FFA and the, and the kids that are involved is it's a uh, it, I, how do I say it without offending people? It's a man. These kids are incredible. <laughs> yeah, and. You know, there's a lot of people that think, you know, oh, the, what's the future of our country going to be like? You know, when I meet these kids in the FFA, I think to myself, we're in good hands. These are the, you know, the future leaders of our country. And there's a difference between these FFA kids and the rest of the country. Uh, the, 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 just, it's, it's, it's just who they are it's what's been ingrained into them it's their dna yeah it's it's um no it's hard to explain because you're right i mean it's it's everything about their upbringing it's everything about the classes that they're in in high school or the or if they were in 4-h uh before exactly. fsa i mean there's there's a before, lot that goes into it absolutely there's a difference in their work ethic there's a difference in the respect that they show others um so for me, I really, really enjoy, you know, anything involving 4-H or FFA. I love being around those kids. They have a lot of fun. They're, man, you know, they're just great human beings. And um, so, yeah, anytime there's anything involving the FFA, I'm just like, count me in. Because I put on a very family-friendly, mama-approved show, but at the same time, we have a ton of fun. And, um, you know, it's just always an honor when I get to play anything for the FFA, and, and those shows are always a blast. Yeah. And um, I, 
I'm always just incredibly impressed with the uh, young men and women of the FFA. Well, I'm sure they'll have you to any concert that you want to go to. So <laughs> I'm sure well, all of the national FFA will have you in, in uh, uh, Indy some year, I bet. Well, I would absolutely love it. So, yeah, anybody out there with the FFA, you know, just give me a call. I'll, you can put me to work. <laughs> all right, Aaron. Well, uh, dude, I didn't even think I was going to get you on this deal. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I, I was so excited to have you on today, and I and you bet, brother. Uh, Thanks I, for the opportunity, man. No problem, dude. And anytime, if you ever want to come back on a livestock podcast, I've got three others dude. that we can put yeah. you on. So, well, man, no, for real. If you need anything, uh, just just contact us, and we'll make it happen. We'll do. Thanks, Aaron, and and I'll talk to you later. You bet, brother. I appreciate you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Time's limited, so you must listen carefully. Holy shoot, guys. I didn't expect him to give me that interview. To be honest with you, I mean, I I said in the interview I'd done my homework and I knew how he gave interviews, and he is a great guest. But I did not think that he was going to give me that interview, and I was ecstatic about it. I hope you guys like it. I hope, I hope to have him on again. I mean, he seems like he'd be down with it. I'm hoping to have him on again later down the road and we can talk about some other stuff. I want. I hope you guys have some ideas maybe. Because uh, you heard him. I mean, he he's down to come on again. So if you guys have any ideas of what I should ask Aaron Watson, send them to me. I'll write him down and I'll save him for next time. All right? You guys are freaking awesome. More incredible content for you guys coming out every single day from all four podcasts in the Bear Media Network. I hope you guys are just trying to enjoy life as much as possible in this weird situation we're all in right now and we're still going through we're gonna make it out all right i promise we're gonna have livestock shows on the reg again i promise and you can quote me on this i promise okay quote me on it i'll stand by it i'm good with it all right guys hey i love you be safe out there